there and welcome to another episode of Bringing the Tea. I'm here with a very special friend of mine who I met at a business retreat conference. Retreat. I think he called it a retreat. So we'll go with retreat. Yeah, retreat. <laughs> oh my goodness. He is traveled. He is an amazing entrepreneur. He is a father and a beautiful human soul who can read 800 words a minute, which I think is absolutely fantastic because I can't even think that fast. Um, <laughs> but I want to welcome to the tea table, Mr. Gabe Arnold. Thanks for having me, Brianna. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for being here. I'm, I'm ecstatic. So can you tell me a little bit about well, not tell me because I, I know a little bit about your story, but for those who don't know you, um, a little bit about what you do, how you got to where you are, um, and why you love what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I am a serial entrepreneur, and I have currently, I run our business called uh, Business Marketing Engine. So we're a, we're a full service marketing firm that does holistic marketing for our clients, everything from digital to traditional to, you know, everything in between. So we, we obviously do a lot of digital marketing, but we also do direct mail, TV, radio, um, SMS, things like that as well. <clears throat> and we believe that our clients are most successful when they deepen their relationship with their audience. Cause if you truly understand your audience, then you're able to serve them at the high, you know the highest level and, and solve the problems that they know they have and also solve the problems that they don't know that they have yet or they, they can't see yet. And so um, with the team, of we got about 65 people on the team and it started out for me when I was probably like 12 or 13 years old, I started playing around on the internet and it was dial up back then. And um, I started building websites and running up very expensive dial up bills for my parents. Um, <laughs> And uh, it was then that I just really started to fall in love with technology, which led me to a few years later when I was 16, I built and sold my first website for $3,000 and said, man, this, this tech and marketing thing, you know, may take off because that was a lot of money to make at that age. Um, and simultaneously, as I was kind of playing with technology, I was also learning the remodeling and construction business from my grandfather because he ran a big um, he ran a big construction company that was, did a lot of masonry, but also did like additions and remodeling and some new construction. And he taught me all of that. And when I turned 18, I started my own construction business. Um, I built that up to doing multi-millions of dollars until um, early in 2007, when a couple of my, a few of my larger clients were starting to get kind of hit early with some of the housing market crash that was developing and on its way. Um, their credit lines froze up for banking reasons. And then because of that, I got stuck for a quarter million dollars and went out of business that summer. Um, and as I was licking my wounds and thinking about what I wanted to do next, I knew I didn't want to work for anybody else long-term. And as I was reflecting on what I, you know, how I built the business, I'd done it all through um, digital marketing and advertising and lead generation and SEO. And I said, well, that's, and I, and I love the sales and marketing aspect of building the business. And so I decided to start pursuing that full time, um, over the next 
uh, like three to four years, I designed and built and coded a thousand websites myself front to back and worked with a bunch of different startups. Um, I ended up doing well over a million dollars on Craigslist um, over a few years, just by scraping and finding, you know, projects there. And as we, uh, as I started really learning and understanding the technology and the marketing world at an even deeper level, I realized that I could build some of the best piece of technology in the world, but if there was no marketing for it, um, if there was no messaging, you know, out there telling, telling people how to find it and how to use it, then it would fall flat. I would, I would build a client website and I could go back in two months or two years and they would still have the blog post that says blog coming soon. Um, you know, and things <laughs> like that. Um, and so as I started to, to observe that, that's when we started to get into more um, copywriting and you know, content creation. And from there, it's just continued to expand. And uh, what I love about marketing is the human psychology aspect of it. I've read hundreds of psychology books over the years. I just find the human, human mind fascinating. Um, and I, I heard something the other day, actually sitting in my therapist's office and reading this uh, this marketing magazine for therapists. I don't know why it was out, but it said, it said, and I don't know, I couldn't figure out who said it. It was just like this big quote. Otherwise I would credit whoever said it, but it said, marketing is the presentation of value before the sales interaction. And I was like, that, that really hit home for me. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we need to do as entrepreneurs, as business owners. It's important that we really find ways to just truly honestly authentically display what you know what value we bring to the world for our clients for the audiences we serve um, and that's going to make you know the sales interaction a lot easier and that we can we can serve them well and so over the years um, I've loved the technology and marketing because it's ever changing and it's all about kind of human behavior and human psychology technology is directly tied to human psychology um, which I love and the equal to that um, is I, I've really loved and enjoyed building a team and just really helping my team grow and help them learn new skills and being able to serve and help them. So there's endless, endless things to do on, on all those fronts. And so I, I absolutely love it and I'm completely unemployable. So I'm uh, grateful that I get to do something like this every day. So <laughs> beautiful. I am beginning to think that I fall into the unemployable category too. <laughs> just for my track record um cool so I have I have so many questions um from that threads that I could pull I think that's buzzword terminology yep. um threads to pull from that so one really cool thing that you've said at least a few times is to understand understand your audience on a deeper level mm -hmm. um but more so in that you've mentioned deeper levels of understanding so I'm curious in your quest um to get to where you are as far as understanding and copywriting and what that looks like as far as human psychology what are the levels like, could you put into words the different levels of connection that you see and how you can integrate on every one of those? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I can tell you like how I figured it out and then maybe that'll answer the levels. <laughs> um, 
I think that there's there's a there's a false belief in today's world in our in our modern time that because we have all this technology that we have we can click a few buttons and achieve something meaningful and and that's that's a natural byproduct of really really highly effective and highly intelligent technology that we've built but so what i see happen too often unfortunately and 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 all of us start here i guess but not all of us graduate or mature past this which is where i get concerned but i see people open up a face facebook ads account and think that they're a marketer because anybody can open up a facebook ads account and there's nothing wrong with that i see people um you know get on youtube and take you know learn a little bit about building a website and claim to be a, a web developer um and well that's there's nothing wrong with that because that's i mean that's how i got started uh, there's nothing wrong with that if you stay there then you're missing the whole point of marketing and technology and technology should make our lives better it should connect us to other people and it should it should solve our problems and in order to truly solve somebody's problem you have to actually know them like i couldn't um you know i don't i don't know what your living situation is right now if you're in a condo if you own a home if you're in an rv like i don't know where you are right now Brianna. and so if i just randomly make up suggestions of like how you should furnish your house and what you should do and like i have no clue about what recommendation i should make if i was going to make a recommendation of something to do as it relates to your house if i spend some time and if i talk to you for like an hour or a couple hours or like we have ongoing conversation about that like if i was an interior designer which i'm not um i'm just using a totally different example then i can make better recommendations because i would truly know what you like what you enjoy what climate you live in and all it takes is a conversation and I think in in a world of technology that's supposed to connect us, there are a lot of times where we miss the point of like having real conversations with people. And to be successful as an entrepreneur, you have to actually know your audience. So it all starts with having real face-to-face -face conversations, even if it's over video, because I, I would love for it all to be physically face-to-face, -face, but that's okay. But like in video, we get like 85, 90% of maybe maybe 95% of the same that we would face-to-face -face these days. And so to truly serve your audience, whether you're selling to a client or if you're trying to help your team, a team member grow and improve, it starts by asking them about who they are and what they like and what their fears are, what their challenges are, and just like really getting to know them as a person. And any company or any individual, any entrepreneur that takes that approach can be successful a lot faster because they're having a real relationship. Um, anybody that thinks it's about clicking buttons and hiding behind your computer or not being in that relationship it makes it a huge struggle and it, it just won't last um and so as i think about the levels <clears throat> that we have to go through from like a marketing standpoint um it, which marketing is really just relationship building first you have to have awareness like you have to get somebody to be aware that you exist which is why like that quote i shared really hit home with me because like you have to represent the value that you that you put out into the world even before you want to have a sales interaction with somebody and then it takes engagement and conversation of like is what i have to offer you know <clears throat> that i believe is valuable is it valuable to you like it does it solve your problems and then as you engage with somebody and you start to work on something or they buy from you or you you begin that that you know business relationship 
continuing to pay attention to what they need next and what they actually need versus what they want is are the things that I pay attention to. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, but that's my long answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <clears throat> awareness, engagement, and then keeping that attention. So it's more like as far as relationships go, it's that first date and then exactly that. It's that engagement period um, yeah. leading to keeping the attention of that person so that the reaction or the reaction, the relationship continues yeah. to grow and to blossom and you can understand them on a deeper level. So yeah, yeah. that answers that question. Yeah. Cool. So My next question, I kind of want to just dive into your book a little bit, because I know that in all of that, there's copy, there's conversation and these relationships. So what is what was the impetus of creating this book um, and what can. Actually, we'll start there. So what was the impetus of the book? <laughs> yeah, um, I. I've, I've written some shorter like ebook things over the years, but nothing, nothing significant and nothing I'm super proud of, to be honest. It was just kind of learning the process. But um, with this book, um, it's called Atomic Words. And the reason that I wrote it is because the, the longer I'm in the entrepreneurial game, the longer that I'm, you know, that I try to grow and improve as a leader, the more that I realize that it so much of that and so much of life just hinges on our communication skills and our ability to clearly communicate you know what we're trying to communicate and i spent a significant amount of my life not being understood and not communicating well and so as i started to realize that like early in my 20s i had some awareness that i was not the most effective communicator and then as i when i in my early 30s i had really observed, you know, times where I just totally imploded a relationship because I didn't communicate what I actually wanted to communicate or I communicated thoughtlessly. Um, I, I also, you know, by my early 30s had been in so many meetings with so many different, you know, executives and startups and businesses and on so many calls. And I watched people struggle to communicate what they were trying to say. And at the same time, super frustrate their audience, whoever is listening, like whoever's on the call or who, you know, whoever's in the meeting. And it, I've just watched death by meeting happen so many times in, in businesses where I've consulted or what I, where I've helped out. And so with those kind of realizations that I, I wasn't always an effective communicator and that I was not the only one, especially on the entrepreneurial side, because we have big dreams and big ideas. And so we want to, you know, share them. That's when I started to really break down you know, what methodologies work, what, um, you know, what ways can we communicate effectively? And so it came out of some frustration and pain for me. That was really the, the origin of wanting to be a more effective communicator led me to researching it more and then ultimately wanting to share what I'd learned with everyone else in the world. Cool. So how's that process going for you? I am in the final stages of, of writing. It'll be going to editing here soon. So probably by the time this comes out, it'll be already fully edited. Um, and it's been, it's been a journey. I wrote, I wrote a, a majority of it about and finished it about a year ago. 
Um, and then I decided to sit it down and just leave it because I just felt like it wasn't done and it wasn't, it wasn't time to publish it. And then earlier this year, um, when we were at, at, at George Bryant's event, I, I ran into Jesse there and I started looking at what he was doing with publishing. And I just felt like, man, I think it's going to be time soon to like put a capstone on this. And there was also just a lot of things I learned in the last year that I'm glad, glad I didn't try to publish it or finish it last year. Um, so it's, it's close to being done. Um, and by the time, uh, by the time this that goes out, uh, everybody should be able to pre-order it at atomicwordsbook.com. So it's going well and I'm, I'm very excited about it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I also love how like the relationships of being in person kind of led to kickstarting that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always good to, for me, I always get really inspired when I'm around other entrepreneurs and see what's possible and see their dreams and ideas that, that reignites things for me often. Awesome. Cool. So from your book, what, what can people expect to take away? I know that's like a tall order to ask for a book, but like, <laughs> what, what, what can people expect by the end of the book? Yeah. So if you, if you, the way I've designed it is it's, it's, a, there's right now 12 chapters. I think it's going to stay right about there. Um, but basically just 12 different like tools and uh, frameworks that you can use for different areas of communication. And the way that I, that I share and teach the things in the book is sharing a story of like something I either did completely wrong and screwed up or something that I did that went really well, whether I knew what I was doing or not. And then I break down what happened and what can, what can be used, what can be done and what can be improved. And a simple, um, one, of the, one of the tools and frameworks that I share in the book that I can talk about now, because it's, it's a simple one that everybody can remember and use, regardless if you read the book, which I think you should, um, is called ARC, it's A-R-C. And often in communication, we just uh, flood people with context. And so they don't know what to do with all that information. Right. But if we start out with a clear ask and we give people a reason, that, and all the context after that, they can filter all that information through the ask so they know why you're sharing all the context. So as a simple example, um, you know, I'm going to ask everybody that listens to this to go to uh, atomicwordsbook.com and pre-order your copy. And the reason is if you go and pre-order it, you'll get a bunch of bonuses that aren't going to be included if you, when it's actually fully published a couple months after this um, on Amazon. And inside of all those bonuses and all those extra resources, there's guides, there's videos, there's a bunch of explanation on how to really apply the book. And so that was a really simple example of using ARC. And if you think about the last conversation you had where you were confused or you didn't know what somebody wanted you to do, or maybe you just walked away feeling like off after the conversation, it's often, as I've observed and, and talked to a lot of folks over the years, it's because whoever you're talking with gave you a ton of context up front and you didn't know where to filter that information or what boxes to put it in or where, why are you telling me all this about, you know, whatever you're talking about. And so you're constantly searching for the pinpoint or like the ask inside of in the conversation. And then you're distracted while you're trying to listen and, and you don't know the reasoning. And so most people um, do crap. They do it backwards. They do context and maybe you get a reason and eventually maybe there's an ask buried in there 
And then um, I always forget what I call P because it's the backwards way of doing it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it maybe it's pandemonium. Pandem I can't even say that word. Pandemonia, something like that. Lots of confusion. Anyway, <laughs> I'm totally butchering that one. But when we do a clear ask, and instead of brute forcing somebody's brain with all this context, they know exactly why you're sharing the context around what you're talking about. And so it just makes for a really pointed, focused conversation around one thing. And that can increase the speed of delivery on things. It can cut down frustration and confusion. It makes conversations more intense, but they can be shorter. Um, there's just a lot of efficiency that comes out of using that tool and that framework. And so there are multiple frameworks in the book like that that you can pick up and read one chapter and apply it and you wouldn't even have to read the rest of the book and you'd still have a ton of value out of it um, or you can read through the whole thing and, the, and they all stack up and they really help um, they help everyone that i've taught them so far over the last few years just really improve their communication and just make it much more effective cool i love that you were giving that example and i was like oh i've seen that in this and i've seen it in this and that makes so much sense. I think I yeah. do it the other way. Like I, I put some context up front, like in media refs, <laughs> yeah. start in the middle. And then I do, I do the Steven Spielberg thing. That's what I do. Yeah. And that's, that can be effective for entertainment. But I think where I've struggled before anyway, is like, nobody wants to be entertained by my instructions. And I'm trying to help them get a project done. <laughs> like, okay they they want it to be like really nailed down but you're right but from a storytelling perspective there's a difference of telling a story and there's you know a difference of giving like clear specific concise instructions and they both have their place and then even in the storytelling side there's i talk about frames and anchors which apply in communication and in copywriting right. um, and so we talk i talk about that in the book as well because you can anchor on something in the beginning of a story, and that will also hold somebody's attention to the point that you want them to, to get to. And so there's just a lot of things that we don't, I don't, I don't think uh, our parents or our, you know, traditional education system teaches you like the mechanics of, of communication. And that's what the book's about, because I've done it so poorly years ago that I had to break it all down and figure out how it worked. And now, now it's something that I really enjoy practicing and using um, consistently, and I still screw it up all the time, but I at least can kind of get realigned and back on track with communication because I, I have a simple tool set that I've created that I use and that I use with my team, and it's been really effective. Beautiful. So what is at its core, or for pun's sake, at its nucleus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the nucleus of atomic words, what does that mean? From the title? Yes. Uh, the, reason I, the reason I named it that is because when we use atomic words, we can, have, we can you know, just say something very short, very concise, and have a long-lasting impact. And that it will it will multiply over and over if we're clear you know impactful in our communication whereas confusion creates confusion and it gets lost in the confusion <laughs> so <laughs> makes sense yeah. awesome cool um 
so the book is coming out soon. It is in the editing phase or will be by the time yep. this gets here. That's super exciting. Yeah, it's been a journey and I'm very excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to have it live and in everybody's hands here pretty soon. Awesome, awesome. Um did I miss anything? Nope. How do you see it used in your um or what is the result of having used these atomic words in your business? I know you mentioned it just a little bit, but is there like a solid example of when um, using these tools has been really effective and had massive change? Yeah, one, one example is there's a, there's a tool in the book that I talk about called, that's very simple. It's the problem I'm trying to solve is, and then you explain the problem you're trying to solve. Um, we, we have a daily team model with, with all of our team members um, or, or the majority of our team members. We have like a freelancing kind of division that, that does some of our content creation still, but there's like 35 and sometimes up to 40 people on a daily huddle every morning for 15 minutes. And it's a time when we come together and connect and try to solve problems and figure out, you know, get through any blockers or barriers or move forward on projects and, and do things like that. And so instead of um, what we did in the past, instead of somebody going on for five minutes about the project or whatever they had going on with all that context up front, and then somewhere in there having an ask, we now just say either use ARC, like this is my ask, reason, and context, or even the shorthand for that, which is even better in, in some cases, is the problem I'm trying to solve is I'm supposed to log into the site, but I don't know where the logins are. Cool. All right. Well, we, here we can direct you to this. Or the problem I'm trying to solve is I've got, you know, 10 different title options for this, you know, this article that's going out and I'm not sure who I should go to to get input on, on these before I, you know, choose one. You can say, oh, you can talk to one of our marketing strategists or you can work with the copywriter for that. Um, so using that simple framing makes it so that our team members can, in a line or two, say what they're trying to accomplish and we can jump in and help instead of there being, you know, uh, five or 10 different long winded explanations for things that we don't even know why they're trying to explain it. It just frames things up like that. So it's a time saver and it allows us to be really agile and, you know, efficient as a team. Beautiful. Man, I might have to start using that one too. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I like that. And I use that even in personal relationships because um, then there's no, there's no confusion. Like the problem I'm trying to solve right now is I don't know how to do this or like whatever. Then it, it, it anchors people right on what you need help with and then they're, they're willing to jump in and help you. So. Gotcha. And I think that also takes going back to the different levels of connection um, as far as that's concerned, a level of an awareness to know that there is a problem yes. that needs solved. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that most entrepreneurs thrive on solving problems too. So it's a good way to frame something up if you're talking to an entrepreneur for sure, and other people as well. But I would say definitely entrepreneurs thrive on solving problems. <laughs> that is true. I feel like I try to create problems just to solve them. <laughs> I have done plenty of that too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, this has been super awesome. Um, I do, this is my favorite part, 
now that we've we've talked about the book, which you should absolutely go get when it comes out for pre-order. And what was the name of the link again? Atomicwordsbook.com. Atomicwordsbook.com. And there will be a link in the show notes when this goes live so that you can have that. But now it's my fun. It's my cup of tea is the rapid fire questions. Awesome. So first and foremost, my favorite one is what is your favorite cup of love? Is it coffee? Is it tea? I know this question, but I know this answer, but coffee, tea, water, what have you? I, I drink a ton of tea. I used to drink pots and pots of coffee, but a couple of years ago, I cut caffeine out completely. So now I drink this dandelion turmeric tea. So it's very good. It kind of tastes like coffee and it doesn't have any caffeine in it. So it's good for me. <laughs> yeah I went down a rabbit hole looking for this tea and I'm gonna have to try it because I'm I'm intrigued <laughs> it's very good did I send you a picture or yeah I posted I sent yeah. you a picture I think. good <laughs> um cool so my next question is what is a book or resource that has been instrumental in either your business or in life in general um giving you one is really hard but <laughs> I have a lot. I would say one of my all-time favorite books by Viktor Frankl is Man's Search for Meaning. It, mm. it talks about his experience in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. That That is one of my favorite books. And then Jordan Peterson has 12 rules for life. And then he just put out 12 more rules for life. And if you read all three of those books, those will change your perspective on life permanently in my opinion beautiful cool so my next one is if today was your last day on this goodness green earth what would you have written on your epitaph mm. will be written on your tombstone that's a good question um i would put be strong be kind I love that. Awesome. All right, last one. Maybe what is it? That tattoo my you do? Nice. Cool. Yep. <laughs> so last one is, what does it mean to you to be unapologetically authentic? think that it means being willing to you know say what's on your mind and being willing to do what you know in your heart is right while at the same time being kind and not falsely believing that what you want and what you need is the only thing that's going on in the world Ooh, I like that really like that oh that is that is gold. That is gold. Oh my goodness. You and George just up level my entire life and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Gabe, for coming on and talking all things leadership and connection and that's your book, which is coming out. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.
Awesome. Well, for all my listeners out there, make sure that you get your copy of Gabe's book on pre-order. And until next time, I hope you remember that unapologetic begins and ends with you. Chat soon.